This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gudikin sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. How about those bucks of 39-23? 30 seconds to go in the first quarter. I saw Giannis earlier making that face, that, that growl that he makes, Ryan. Ugh. Oh, he's ready. It's okay. They'll cough it up. That's what they do. They better. Took the, took the Celtics tonight. So did I. Plus five and a half. Yeah, you got a really good number. I got a two and a half. I didn't even get a good number. And I thought KP was out tonight. He's playing. Not good enough, though. No, so no. Was 16, 17, 18. Mass school, eight, 18. You know what that means. I'm doubling up on, on your Blazers now. One of these dogs is coming home. You realize <laughs> that that's not, they're not correlated. Like, no. how, how? No, I know. Yeah. But this is a great spot, even without, like, DeAndre and, you know, like, the Thunder. I think the Thunder obviously win this game, but asking them on a back-to-back, they were just in Miami last night to win by 13. It's I love ass. Chet tonight, by the way. I love Chet points. He's been awesome the last few games. No DeAndre Aton. So I like him to get 20, by the way. I also like uh, J-Dub, a.k.a. Jalen Williams, the good one. We call him the good one, the one that they took yeah. earlier. Uh, 15 points. SGA, 25 points. Um, that's just a little little same game parlay for me. J A Y Jalen, you can also do that. The J, right? He's the J. J no, he's the J A L E N. J A Y Jalen is the other yeah. one. See, even, See, I, even e yeah. e how you know is that the bad oh. one has the janky name. Ah, uh, okay. Who took later right. and isn't really a five? Isn't really a four? Isn't really shouldn't really be getting minutes. I wonder if one is J and one is Ja in practice. I don't know. By the way, uh, they did pass on your team, your mis quote-unquote mistress team. Mm -hmm. uh, the Wizards did pass on Jalen Williams, J-Dub, well. for Johnny Davis. <laughs> New regime, this. Trista! New regime. First the Commanders, that. then the Wizards. Nick's already there. Everything's working out. It's all going to turn around because the Nats are going to be bad for another decade. So uh, Bob Sochi jumps on with us. He's been the voice of the Patriots for a decade and is known only one coach as most people have for 24 years as the head coach of the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick, but not anymore. Uh, I, I, I could just ask a simple question here. How surreal is it that this has actually become official now that Bill Belichick is moving on? Well, I think it'll be real. Uh, it will be surreal uh, more so when we see Bill Belichick in another team's sweatshirt, another team's hoodie, or pullover <laughs> on the sideline. I think there's been a sense that this day was coming uh, for some time. Uh, the questions really uh, gave way to, I think, almost a foregone conclusion after the Patriots lost in Germany to Indianapolis in the minds of some. And uh, it's been trending this way uh, from that point on in early November uh, to today. And so I think that, you know, for me, watching it as, as I did, uh, of the mind that it was likely going to happen, uh, though certainly understanding that anything could happen. I wouldn't describe it as surreal today, but I, I think when we see Bill coaching once again uh, in a hoodie uh, with another team's logo on it, uh, and uh, in, in that moment will really uh, hit home, uh, that surreality of it. Bob Kraft's press conference today I felt was really honest, uh, really candid. Obviously some stuff that he didn't want to get into, but it's been said that Bill Belichick, the GM, 
is what got Bill Belichick, the head coach, fired. Some of these decisions in the draft, you know, passing on A.J. Brown for a guy like Nikhil Harry, for example, there's been many of those decisions, I'm sure, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, how true How true do you think that is? Well, I think personnel is the biggest issue with the Patriots. I think Bill Belichick is still a brilliant football coach. And I think he demonstrated that in, in a lot of games this season that the Patriots lost that hinged on turnovers, uh, poor decisions by the quarterback in particular, but affected by a lot of the pieces around him. The lack of talent at wide receiver, uh, the lack of protection from an offensive line that really was patchwork to start. And, and when you talk about those two areas specifically, up front on the offensive line and at wide receiver, those were two areas of great concern really the last couple of years. And I think areas that had been depleted over time because of poor drafting. You alluded to uh, A.J. Brown and the Patriots, of course, taking Nikhil Harry first round in 2019, or you can go back to just last year's draft and selecting Tyquan Thornton in the second round. A speedster out of Baylor with a very slight build and a lot of questions surrounding him. And he's a guy that now with two seasons under his belt has been a bust. But it's also been personnel decisions through trades and free agency allowing Jacoby Myers, a guy that you hit on as an undrafted free agent and developed into a very reliable receiver. Uh, The the favorite receiver for Cam Newton and then Mac Jones over the course of his last three years as a Patriot, really a prototype of Patriot player, developed as an undrafted kid, comes in, works hard, you know, does everything they ask of him but he's not rewarded with another contract. He goes out the door through free agency, and then they sign Juju Smith-Schuster. And they sign him, of course, coming off the knee injury from a year ago with plenty of red flags about his physical state, and it turned out to be really a disastrous move for them. Bob, where do you think the best fit for Bill would be, right? I mean, because obviously he could still coach defense, and maybe him and Josh McDaniels are a package. We hear the Atlanta rumors and they have a pretty electric offense. They just need a quarterback. You know, we hear the Washington rumors, the Chargers. I think he'd be really good and they have Justin Herbert. They just need some help on the defensive side of the ball. What do you think best fit would be right now at his age where he's at in this stage of his career? Well, I think it really depends on whether Bill truly wants to exercise the kind of control that he's had or if he's going to stick by the implication that some inferred from his statements on Monday in his uh, final press conference with Patriots media that he's willing to relinquish or at least discuss how he can work with uh, a group collectively in terms of decision-making, personnel decisions. I think Atlanta, when you look at Arthur Blank and the age of the owner and the desire to field a championship team, to take a big swing, and, and maybe a willingness potentially to give Bill Belichick the opportunity to pick his players ultimately. And you mentioned some of the pieces they have on offense. I think there's some pieces there defensively too. They are a quarterback away, but it's a situation where he might get what he wants. Because I, I think that you know, having watched Bill and knowing his philosophy game to game, the way he morphs his team from one week to the next to suit a game plan, the kind of players he seems to like to coach, uh, it would be very difficult, I would Im- imagine, for him to coach players that he doesn't have at least a strong say. Maybe he doesn't have outright control over player personnel, but doesn't have a strong sweat, uh, say in choosing those players. And it's hard for me to imagine him coaching those guys. I think that, you know, on the surface, the Chargers 
might make a lot of sense, but I don't see it across the country. If John Spanos is still involved in football operations and personnel decisions the way he has traditionally been, uh, the, the, the names that we're seeing uh, associated with that job, I don't know that Belichick is, is, is in that category of some of those people. Uh, I think Las Vegas is one maybe to keep an eye on. Uh, that one could pop up. I wouldn't be shocked about Tennessee, frankly. Uh, but I think Atlanta mm. is clearly right now the team most people are talking about. Talking to Bob Sochi, BetMGM tonight. Uh, so let's look at the future now of the Patriots. A lot of reports out there that Gerard Mayo is the next guy in line to take this head coaching job. They're, he's kind of been looked at over the last couple of years. From the outside, we've heard at least uh, they're kind of grooming him, looking at him as a guy that could be the future head coach. Do you think that's the guy that gets the job? Is there anybody else that you think that maybe could fit that position for them? Well, I think there are potential fits. I think Mike Vrabel is a guy that makes a lot of sense yeah. being mm -hmm. in Tennessee. You know, as, as a former Patriot, a Hall of Famer, and an all-time great, and, and you know, re, based on the reports out of Nashville in the last 24 hours or so, uh, the undoing for Mike and, and the owner, Amy Adams Strunk, uh, may have started really with his visit to Foxborough during a bye week for the Titans this year and sitting in the owner's booth with Robert Kraft and Jonathan Kraft and then being on the field and giving a, a halftime speech in which he said uh, to the fans of New England, appreciate this because it's not like this everywhere. And, and so, you know, I think he's a guy that's got to be close to the top of the list. But I do believe Gerard Mayo is the guy who's at the top of that list. And I think for similar reasons to Mike Vrabel, Vrabel has the coaching resume. He's done it, obviously, as a head coach in the NFL with success. He's the guy who led his team into Foxborough and beat Tom Brady in his last game as a Patriot in the AFC wildcard and then got to the AFC championship route. Uh, so he's had success in the NFL. He's a guy that I think you know has what they're looking for in the traits of a head coach. But I think they're really looking to move this organization forward, and that may mean a different power structure. And I'm not sure if Mike Vrabel fits in, into that mode here based on some of the things over the last couple of years that took place uh, reportedly uh, with him and the general manager John Robinson, the disagreements as well, you know, the situation with Rand Carthon. So maybe he wants to exercise more control with that next job. He's going to have a lot of suitors. I think Gerard Mayo makes a lot of sense because not only does he have a lot of the qualities of Mike Vrabel, former linebacker for the Patriots, a very good player, especially when uh, he, he came into the league when he was healthy, AP Rookie of the Year but a leader. He was a second-year captain. He's incredibly intelligent. I mean, this is someone who can, I think, relate to the crafts on a higher intellectual level than most football coaches and, and most people in general. Uh, this is somebody who's an, uh, um, an angel investor. Uh, he retired from professional football, became vice president of business development for Optum Healthcare, United Healthcare. He's very comfortable in that world, that environment. He's very forward-thinking. I think somebody who has a lot of the Belichick instilled coaching traits and philosophies related to the game, but also brings that business experience and a willingness to think outside the box and try to come up with creative solutions to solve problems in the business world. And I think would be someone amenable to working collectively you know, within the kind of power structure they're looking to, I think, create here as they try to move the organization forward. Bill had a very small coaching staff. Uh, the Patriots don't have the, the size of an analytic department that most of the organizations today have. They've got a lot of restructuring to do, I think. And Gerard Mayo, to me, is somebody who brings a lot of the consistent qualities 
the trust factor that the Crafts would have. Uh, Robert Kraft took him under his wing at a very early age when he came into this league uh, as an NFL player and an aspiring businessman. And so I think there is a strong relationship there, but also he can be an agent of change in moving the direction forward the way I think that it needs to be uh, you know, moved in, in that direction. You mentioned changing power structure, and, and Bob Kraft talked about that today as well, and yeah. the fact that he couldn't keep Belichick on in any capacity because there would have been a lot of confusion about who should I go to? Is there going to be some hurt feelings? Is there going to be some power struggles? Uh, and they asked him what the... I guess, organizational game plan is, are you getting a GM first or are you getting a coach first? And he was pretty squirrely about answering that. Um, one of the GMs uh, or assistant GMs that's sort of a hot topic or a hot name right now is Adam Peters from the Niners. Do you think that would be a fit or, or are there other names that are probably higher in consideration? I think there's certainly other names out there, but I think Adam Peters is one that has come up repeatedly. Uh, he's another guy who's going to have a lot of suitors, it seems. Uh, but you, when you look at, I think, what they'd like to do, and again, this is just my intuition, my sense, I, I think there's a comfort level with Patriots guys who've been here and been part of the Patriot way, the proverbial Patriot way. That doesn't necessarily mean they're wedded to bringing in you know, the next guy in the pipeline of Bill Belichick disciples, uh, guys who've only been around the Patriots organization promoting from within. Uh, Elliot Wolf, for example, uh, he's a guy in player personnel uh, whose name has been mentioned as a potential candidate uh, for that general manager role, was once a candidate to take over uh, in Green Bay and, and follow in his father's footsteps. Uh, so there are people in-house, but I think Adam Peters is one who brings, again, those qualities of having been in the Patriots organization and understanding the culture uh, of working for the crafts, but also would have, now have outside experience having been elsewhere and, and, and a successful elsewhere at that to see how it's done. I, I think in, in the NFL today, uh, to me, it seems like there, there has to be collaboration uh, between general manager and head coach. And, but at the same time, I think the idea of having a head coach who's the personnel's are, uh, you know, as, as you mentioned, I mean, Robert today seemed to, to lay out the groundwork uh, that would, uh, you know, point this team in a different direction as opposed to the way they've operated since Bill got the full control after the th third Super Bowl championship. Uh, Bill, we only got about 60 seconds. Uh, moving away from Bill really quick, do you think there's any shot Mac Jones is behind center as the starting quarterback for the Patriots? My favorite exercise is to look at his and then Trevor Lawrence's numbers because there's not much of a drop-off actually from <laughs> Mac Jones to Trevor Lawrence. Or do you think they move up, try to get a guy like Jaden Daniels? What do, you th what do you think that looks like next year? Yeah, you know, I think that I think a lot of it depends on who is the head coach. I mean, you know, uh, and, and I think that What's Mac's value? I mean, they held him out of the last game. They made him inactive as the third quarterback. Uh, to me, that was as much about just let's protect this asset. We're not going to put him in the final game. Uh, I think Mac, personally, I think Mac uh, could use a, a fresh start. Uh, it certainly yeah. did not go well here this year in, in any respect, and it was a carryover from last season. I was asked earlier about you know the roots of this decision being personnel and so forth. I think also was the coaching decision last year, a big part of it, making Matt Patricia yeah. and Joe Judge, uh, you know, the offensive coordinators. And Matt Jones is somebody that could use a fresh start, but I wouldn't rule it out because I think he does have some strong allies for high yeah. for the organization. Mm. And he's young and he's cheap. And Bob Sochi, Thanks, voice Bob. of the Patriots on a very, very busy day. Appreciate the time, Bob. Thank Thanks you. for coming on.
Thank you. Thank you. All right, it's BetMGM tonight.